Thank you for listening to this teaching from Kingdom Discipleship. Do you spend your life increasingly focused on storing up treasure for the next life? Or are you primarily focused on your life in the here and now? Regrettably, the vast majority of us as Christians spend almost our entire lives on having a better here and now. Having better homes, nicer cars, bigger bank accounts, nicer vacations, and whatever we desire and perceive as fun and enjoyable. Did you know Jesus told us not to store up treasures on earth, but to store up treasures in heaven? Let's open our Bible now to Matthew chapter 6 and look at this incredible principle in the Word of God. Good afternoon and welcome to another teaching. Uh, Today is Monday, April 5th. We're here in Texas. It's a little after one in the afternoon. Excuse me. Hopefully everyone had a a wonderful Easter Sunday. Um, Just remembering Jesus, thinking about Jesus and and just being thankful to Jesus just for for all who he is in in really every aspect of our lives. Uh, Jesus Christ should become more and more and more and more to us. Um, And the more intimately we grow to know him, the more important he will be to us in in everything we do. So hopefully you had a good Easter um, celebrating Jesus and his resurrection. Of course, you heard it said before that we, we ought to celebrate the resurrection of Jesus and all that it means in every day of our lives. We don't just, uh, we don't just do it one day a year, but the resurrection of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ is the is the absolute most pivotal aspect of not only our Christian faith, but of faith anywhere in the world at any time. Every other religious leader is still in the grave. I said this last time. Buddha is still in the grave. Muhammad is still in the grave. Confucius is still in the grave. Jesus Christ is risen. Uh, we serve a risen Lord and Savior. The grave did not keep Jesus. Jesus conquered the grave and he conquered hell so that all who will receive him, all that who will trust in Jesus Christ as their only Lord and Savior, uh, will have their sins forgiven and will go to heaven and spend eternity in heaven uh, with our Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, the, uh, the Holy Trinity. Um, where without that, uh, hell would have been our portion because there would have been no forgiveness for our sin. And if an individual person, the Bible teaches, does not receive Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, uh, they are doomed to spend eternity in hell, separated from God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And they're there because they're responsible for their sin. They're there paying their debt of sin and because our sin debt is uh is so overwhelming it continues to bear interest and it will never get paid off if we have to pay it ourselves by spending eternity in hell that's why you're in hell for eternity is that it never gets paid off 
But if you receive Jesus Christ as your only Lord and Savior, and you call on Jesus and ask him to be the Lord of your life, putting your full faith and trust and confidence in him alone to save you and to be your Savior and your Lord and your Master and your King, then all your sins are credited to Christ at the cross and your sin debt is paid by Jesus. And when Jesus was raised from the dead, that was God the Father's seal of approval that the price that Jesus Christ paid on the cross for the sin of the world was satisfactory. That, that by raising Jesus from the dead, God the Father was giving his seal of approval that we can fully trust in what Jesus Christ did at the cross and he authenticates that by raising Jesus from the dead. So hopefully that makes sense. So today we're going we're gonna to discuss just three verses. Um, we're in Matthew 6. We're going to uh, discuss verses 19. And it's actually uh, verses 20 and 21. Uh, very famous verses about storing up uh, treasures in heaven and not storing up treasures on earth. And that's uh, never has that been more applicable than, than where we are today in the, in the current church culture in the Western church. And when I say Western, I'm, I'm really meaning every place that's not a third world country. Um, in the third world countries, if you've ever been to a third world country, uh, I have, and I'm in relationship with brothers and sisters who serve on the ground in these places. You know, they uh, they don't have the earthly treasures that we do. Um, but in the, you know, in the church in America, uh, certainly in the church in Europe, um, the church in, <clears throat> in, in, in most of Asia, you know, in first world countries where we have so much earthly treasure, where we have so much material treasure, um, where we live such comfortable lives, um, regrettably, most of us have much more treasure on earth than we do in heaven. And Jesus is going to gonna warn us about that here. And so we're going to discuss verses 19, 20, and 21. And, you know, we're going to discuss, you know, what it means to not store up treasure on earth. We're going to talk about what treasure is. And we're going to talk about what earthly treasure is. And we're going to talk about what it means to store up treasure in heaven. What is heavenly treasure? What does it mean when he says to do that? And then we'll uh, we'll talk about what it means that when he says where your treasure is, that's where your heart really is. And so we'll we'll discuss that. So we're going to go ahead and pray, and we'll invite the Lord into our time, and we will get rolling. So Father, we do thank you. We we thank you for your word, Father. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you for your goodness. Father, again, above all, we thank you for Jesus Christ, our risen Lord and Savior. We just thank you, Father, for, uh, for Jesus, our Lord, our Savior, our Master, our God, and our King. Lord Jesus, we worship you and we thank you. Our God, the Son of God, God the Son, Jesus, we love you and we thank you and we praise you. Holy Spirit, we ask you to lead us and guide us now as we open the Word of God. Give us eyes that see and ears that hear. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Okay, Matthew chapter 6, for those reading along, uh, we're going to do verses 19, 20, and 21. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and rust destroy, 
and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where moth and rust do not destroy, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Thank you, Lord Jesus. So, verse 19, when he says, do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth. What are earthly treasures? And it's, it's plain, right? Earthly treasures are things that we treasure in this life. They're material possessions. And as I've said, in, in the Western church today, um, really in the church in all first world countries, most of us as Christians have varying levels of earth, earthly treasure. But by biblical standards, we would almost all have immense earthly treasure. When I was studying for this, I, I, I found out some interesting facts. I think it was in 1992, a study was done. And Americans were asked how much money they would need to make so that they could have, quote, the American dream. And those that made $25,000 a year, remember this is in 1992, those who made $25,000 a year said that to have the American dream, they would have to have around $54,000 a year. But those who made $100,000 a year, which again in 1992 was an immense amount of money, right? It still is now. But those who made $100,000 a year said they would have to have around $192,000 a year to have the American dream. So stop and think about that for a minute. The more money that people had, the more money they believed they needed so that they could have, quote, the American dream. And that's that really is a startling reality. And it's true. And if you look into your heart and I look into mine, we can see some of that. Why is it, y'all, that the more money we have, right, Cheryl? Why is it the more money we have, it seems like the more money we need or we believe we need to have to be comfortable? Father, I, I ask you to forgive us, Father, because this is a, uh, a startling reality for us in the first world church, in the Western church, Father. And, uh, and I ask you to help us, Lord Jesus. Help us, Lord. Um, Holy Spirit, we need help to really navigate this aspect of, um, of how much focus we put on earthly treasures and earthly material possessions on money. Um, on houses, on cars, on lands, just on uh, earthly entertainment, just all the things we value in this life. Father, I ask you to just to, to begin to help us, give us eyes to see and ears to hear where we can begin to repent of our uh, reliance and our desire and our obsession with, with, uh, with earthly treasures. Father, help us to repent and to little by little, day by day, look more not to this life, but to the next. And we just thank you for that, Father, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Um, you'll notice it's not a request. Verse 19, again, do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth. It's a command of Jesus. He's not, uh, 
again, Jesus doesn't make requests, right? Um, when he's, when he's directing us, you know, do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth. Jesus is commanding us. Now he gives us the reason where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. Uh, again, another interesting, just small snippet when I was, when I was preparing for this. And apparently this is a saying that I had not heard of. Maybe y'all have heard of it, Scott, but it says that, uh, you never see a moving truck full of material possessions driving behind a hearse. Why is that? Why is it when an individual dies and they're in a hearse, the coffin is in a hearse, why is it all that, why is it that all those persons' material possessions, Matthew, are not following behind them in a moving truck. Why is that? Apparently, you're not able, when you move from this life to the next life, you're not able to move all your earthly possessions with you, are you? Pretty startling quote, really, but it's, uh, I, found it, I found it very interesting. Um, and, it, and it obviously speaks perfectly to what Jesus is saying here. You remember some of the pharaohs in Egypt back two, three, four, five thousand years ago. They would be buried with just infinite treasure somehow in the in the futility of the thought that that the pharaoh, who in their mind was some kind of living God, which, of course, none of that's true, uh, that if they buried the pharaoh with just with just uh, just just jewels that were just invaluable. They would just have immense value of treasure in gold that somehow that, that Pharaoh would take that with them. Now, certainly we all as rational people know that's not true. There has never been an individual that took anything out of this life into the next, except what they've stored up for the next life. And we're going to see that in what Jesus is saying here. It's uh, it, it's pretty interesting, right? We, we've heard it said, you can't take it with you, Matthew. You can't take it with you. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. What is Jesus saying here? Jesus is saying nothing is secure in this life. Uh, undoubtedly the richest individual in the history of the world. King Solomon had wealth. If you take the richest man you can think of, whoever you want to think of, right? Bezos, the Amazon guy. Warren Buffett, the, uh, the world-known investor. Bill Gates, the Microsoft guy. Um, uh all of these men and their wives and families have riches beyond belief, but it would have been nothing, nothing compared to what King Solomon had. And King Solomon said that it became a profound grief to him because he had stored up wealth that's beyond even comprehension. These men that I mentioned would have to have 50 times the wealth in it, and they still wouldn't have what Solomon had. And yet he said it's meaningless because 
when I die, I will have to leave it to people and I don't really know how they're going to use it. So this concept of always needing to store up more earthly possessions, earthly treasures, more thing in this life really is ultimately futile. You know, we, we want to store up gold. Remember I said that, that the pharaohs would be buried with gold, May? Gold here, and what gold represents here, and gold today at, what is it, $2,000 an ounce, is still an extremely valuable commodity, Jim Jr., right? But the book of Revelation says that God paves the streets of heaven with gold. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Gold is not a big deal in heaven. It's it's really really means very means very little. Gold, jewels, all that stuff, it's everywhere. It's you know what do we pave the streets with today? Cement. Cement's not two thousand dollars an ounce. What is it? Forty bucks a bag? I don't know. Gold is two thousand dollars an ounce, and the streets of heaven are paved with it. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. There's nothing secure in this life. Everything in this life, Stephen, is in reality on loan. You don't own anything in this life, Esther. Corinne, you truly don't own anything. Why is that? Leah, why don't you own anything in this life? And the answer is, the reason you don't own anything is because you can't keep it. Well, what do I mean by that? Ultimately, you and I and everyone will die in this life. All human beings die a physical death in their earthly life. And no matter what it is that you have, no matter what it is that you possess, Ultimately, the time is coming where it won't be yours anymore. All your money, all your homes, all your possessions, literally everything you have is on loan from Jesus. He owns it all. Psalm 24.1 says, The earth is the Lord's and everything in it. The world and all who live in it belong to Jesus. Everything belongs to God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Everything, everyone, everywhere are his property. Yeah. So the reason everything's on loan, y'all, the reason we don't own anything is because we can't keep it. Ultimately, it won't be ours anymore. Ultimately, when we die, everything we ever had will be dispersed based on, again, whatever our will was or whatever, but it's not yours anymore. And it's not even going to be theirs because ultimately everyone dies. So really, you have nothing in this life that's yours to keep. So why are we... Why do we spend so much time, so much energy, Becky? Why do we just spend so much of our time and energy in storing up treasures and wealth on earth? Where Jesus said, moth and rust destroys it. It just gets eaten away. Over the years, it just gets eaten away, right? As our bodies age, right? It's just... It all is really coming to nothing. It has really, anything we leave behind really has no ultimate purpose in heaven. And that's a heavy word. 
Material possessions on earth cannot be taken to heaven. The good news is they can be used, May. They can be used and sent forth so that you have a greater experience in heaven. They can be used so that you have a more fulfilling heaven. And we'll talk about that. Anyone that's in heaven and only people who have received Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior will be in heaven. Now, that's not a popular thing to say anymore in religious circles. It's not even popular in most churches, but that's what the Bible teaches, right? Jesus in John 14, 6 said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. It's plain. In Acts 4, Peter and John say there's no other name given under heaven by which we must be saved. There's no other way to have your sins forgiven except by putting your complete faith, trust, and reliance in Jesus Christ alone, Tommy, for the forgiveness of your sins and the salvation of your soul. And that's it. And there's nothing you can do to add to that. It's not Jesus and me, Jesus and my works. It's not Jesus and anything. It's only and completely Jesus. Now, when we receive Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, when we call on him and pray and say, Lord Jesus, I ask you to come into my heart and be the Lord of my life and save me from my sin. Have mercy on me, Jesus, as a sinner. And I ask you to come in and be the Lord of my life and save me from my sin. When you genuinely and truly trust in Jesus Christ as your only Lord and Savior, the Spirit of Jesus, the Holy Spirit, comes and lives inside of you and becomes one with you in spirit. And you become alive. You become a new creature spiritually. And you start having a heart for Jesus and a desire for Jesus. And the Spirit of Jesus begins to lead you to love Jesus and to, and to try to serve him. But it's important to know that none of these things help save you in any way. These are a result of the of, of Jesus Christ living in you, but they do nothing in any way to add to your salvation. You are saved completely, totally, and only by God's grace alone. You haven't earned it through faith alone in Jesus Christ alone. That's how we get saved from our sin and go to heaven. And anyone who's done that will be content there. However, if you spent your life on earth completely storing up treasures for yourself to the extent that you made your life about you, your life about your comforts, your house, your car, your fun, your food, your entertainment, your sleep, whatever you want to call it, to the extent, Peyton, that we make our lives about us, and the more you lived your life that way, You'll still go to heaven if you're a Christian and you've genuinely received Jesus as your Lord and Savior. But your reward in heaven will, will reflect that you spent your life, right, Rap, storing up treasures on earth far more than you spent it storing up treasures in heaven. However, Nathan, if you'll spend your life and your primary desire and goal is to advance the kingdom of God and the Son of God and the gospel of Jesus Christ, 
and you're consistently using your treasures, and we're going to talk about what that is, and you're storing them up in heaven, and you're using your earthly treasures for the advancement of God's kingdom, then you too will go to heaven completely based on your trust and reliance on what Jesus has done for you. But when you get to heaven, your reward in heaven will be much different. It will be much greater. The more you spend this life storing up treasures in heaven, it will make no difference for who goes to heaven, but your reward in heaven will be substantially different depending how much you stored up treasures on heaven, treasures in heaven, and treasures on earth. And again, we're going to talk about uh, what the difference is and what treasure is and how you do that. Things just deteriorate. Moth and rust destroy or thieves break in and steal, right? Rust just happens over a period of time. Things just decay. But thieves can also break in and steal. Things go wrong in this life. Y'all notice that? Maybe y'all haven't noticed that. But things go wrong in our life and expenses come and, and just things can be wiped out quickly. Sickness can come on us. Anything can happen. And earthly possessions can just be can just be torn away from us in, in, in countless ways. You know, things can be stolen from you. Your, star, your car could be stolen. Things can be taken from you, right? Things can be taken from you in an instant or they can decay over the span of this life, Denise, right? But none of this is the case in heaven. These things don't happen in heaven. Jesus says, don't let your focus beyond storing up treasures on earth. Now, it's important you understand, Jesus didn't say treasures on earth in themselves are wrong. So hear me. Jesus did not say it's wrong for you to have a home or wrong for you to have cars or wrong for you to have a television or wrong for you to enjoy your, your food or your meals. What he said is this not ought to be the focus of what you're, 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 you're always focused on is adding to these things. You ought not be storing them up. Your life ought not be about making a bigger and bigger bank account for you in this life while doing nothing to advance the kingdom of God and the Son of God and the gospel of Jesus Christ and helping others, which will be treasure for the next life. He didn't say it's wrong to have possessions. He said it's wrong for your heart to be consumed with your earthly possessions and having more earthly possessions and nicer cars and nicer houses. So again, uh, it's fine if you get a nicer house. It's fine if you have earthly possessions. But are you consistently, I'll even say vigorously, and the vast majority of Christians, the answer of this is no. The vast majority of Christians in the Western church, in the first world church, they do not have a meaningful focus on storing up treasures in heaven. Uh, their focus is on storing up treasures in earth. Sorry about that. I'm using my, my phone for my... Uh, my Bible today, and uh, a call came in. Please forgive me. I should have had that on uh, on airplane mode. 
So I kind of lost my train of thought there. Um, but yes, the vast majority of us as Christians have a much greater focus on storing up treasures on earth. And, and regrettably, we have little comparative focus on storing up treasures in heaven. So verse 20. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moth and rust do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. So you see this command from Jesus, do not have your heart consumed with adding more and more and more and more to material possessions, material wealth, more money in the bank, nicer cars, nicer houses. Don't be consumed with that. Okay. Don't continue to store up greater material possessions. Verse 20, but store up for yourselves treasure in heaven. You want your life as a disciple of Jesus Christ to be one that's consistently and increasingly focused on adding to your heavenly treasure. You heard me say earlier, May, right, that, that there's nothing on earth you can take with you. There's nothing in this life that you truly own because you will die and you can't take it with you. But you will actually have property of your own in heaven. Uh, Jesus tells us in the parable in Luke 16 of the shrewd manager. Where you will have property of your own. And what's the reason for that, Leah? The reason you can have, you cannot own anything in this life. The reason everything's on loan in this life, as we said, is because ultimately you and I are going to die and we can't keep it. So ultimately nothing is really ours. But in the next life, if you receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior and you're storing up treasures in heaven, you can and will have things you'll own in the next life. Jesus can and will reward you with things that you will be able to keep forever. And the obvious reason is because you will never die. Ever, 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 ever. You will live for eternity and so you will be able to have property of your own. And if I will spend my life and my wife and my kids, and if in our ministry and all of our churches we begin to do this, Jesus will delight to reward you with property of your own, with possessions of your own, because you will be able to keep them and you'll never give them back. But the way to do that is that to to be shrewd about it. Why store up so much for this life when you can't keep it? That's what he said here, right? You're not going to keep it anyway. But store up treasures in heaven where moth and rust do not destroy. Nothing deteriorates. Nothing gets old. You're not going to get old in heaven. Isn't that going to be nice? And there are no thieves that break in and steal. There are no accidents. There is no... There is no evil in heaven. Nothing bad is ever going to happen to you ever, 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 ever again. If you live this life in Jesus Christ, if you leave this life having received Jesus Christ as your only Lord and Savior, nothing ever bad will happen to you again. But if you leave this life having received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior and spend your life storing up treasures in heaven, you will have an increasingly better experience in heaven. 
You'll experience heaven in a more fulfilling way. Your relationship with Jesus in heaven and with your Father and with the Holy Spirit will be, will be more fulfilling. Your position in heaven will be greater. Jesus said, give one ten cities. Your authority in heaven will be greater. If you'll spend your life storing up treasures in heaven. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven. So how do you do that? How do we store up treasure for the next life? Well, you do that by having a heart not to store up for yourself in this life, but to advance the kingdom of Jesus Christ, the kingdom of God, advance the cause of the word of God and the gospel of God in this life. And you do that with your earthly treasure. So instead of using your earthly treasure to store up things for this life, you know, a better here and now, you may have these things, but your primary focus is to increasingly use your treasure to store up things for the next life. Now, what is your treasure? Your treasure, first of all, of course, is your material possessions, your money, treasure, right, um, is what he's talking about. Um, and that's his primary focus here when he says treasure is how you're using your money. But treasure is more than that, okay? Uh, it's not, all, what else do you treasure, right? Certainly we treasure our, our material possessions and, and our money. But your time is also a treasure, isn't it? Most of us really, really, really focus and value our time, don't we, Jesse? We put tremendous value, right, May? My wife and, and I are, are consistently babies when our time is, 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 is very much imposed on, right? We all like to have our, our time be our own, and we like to do what we want with our time. So your time is a treasure in this life, and you only have so much of it, and so do I. Your money is a treasure. Your possessions are a treasure, but you have one other treasure, and this is your talents, right? The gifts and talents that Jesus has given you, that God the Father has given you, that the Holy Spirit has given you, whatever you're good at, whatever your gifts and talents are, how much do you use them for a better here and now in this life? And how much do you use them, Gwenda, for, for the advancement of God's kingdom? And the vast majority of us, if we if we look inside of us, if we practice introspection, Peyton, right, like we talked about today, the vast majority of us would say that we use our earthly gifts and talents almost entirely to our own ends. Like we use them for good jobs. Um, we use them to just just to have the kind of life we want. How do you use all the gifts and talents and and your abilities that, that Jesus has given you to do. I mean, we use them for the a better life here and now, right? And of course, we need to use our gifts and talents um, in our work and in the workplace and to do the work that the Lord has called us to do. But the primary focus of your gifts and talents ought to be the work you're doing in the kingdom of God and the advancement of the Son of God and the gospel of God. That ought to be the primary focus of how we're using the treasure the Lord has given us of our talents and of our time. Of course, we have time where we need to sleep and we have time to do the things we enjoy. We have time that we go to work. But the primary focus of our time should be Jesus Christ. And I will certainly say, right, Josh, that I can, 
there there is a uh, I, I I use substantial amounts of time for myself and my own interests and my own desires. And I'll say again, the Lord is is okay with that. And again, to the extent that I want to use my time for the advancement of the kingdom of God and the Son of God and the Word of God, the Bible and the Gospel of God, Jesus Christ, I'll be storing up treasure in heaven. So it's up to us. Jesus commanded us to do this, but we can choose to obey him or, or not. We can continue to use almost all of our time. And I'll say this as a, as, a, as a minister, as a pastor, as a Bible teacher, I'm no different. And none of us are. We're guilty of using our, our treasures. Our time, talent, and money is all a treasure we've been given. And we're guilty for using it to our own ends. By far more than we do anything else. For having the kind of life that we want to have. Enjoying the kind of life that we want to have. And again, the Lord doesn't begrudge us that. But you want to be wise today. You want to be shrewd today. Jesus told us to be as shrewd as a serpent and as innocent as a dove. So be shrewd. Shrewdly understand that this life, you can take nothing with you. And I can take nothing with me. So when you leave today, begin to a little more each day. Try to find places where you can use your time, talents, and money, all the treasure the Lord has given you, particularly your earthly possessions, but it's also your time and your talents, in the advancement of the kingdom of God, right? To give of your time to advance the gospel of Jesus Christ, uh, the gifts and talents the Lord has given you, the things you're good at doing, Go find ways to use them in the advancement of, uh, of Jesus Christ and the kingdom of God. And then your money. There are countless places you can use your money in the advancement of the gospel of God and supporting the work of God and feeding the, the hungry all over the world in the name of Jesus Christ. I mean, it's there's countless places you can do this. But you want to use it all by storing up treasures in heaven more and more and more and more. And we want to try to... Try not to have to have everything we want all the time. We do want to try to begin to, to throttle back our immense desire for more and more and more and more earthly wealth and earthly possessions and earthly enjoyment. And why do you want to do that? Well, it'll have benefit not only for this life, but the next. And it'll have benefit not only for the next life, but for this life. Verse 21, Jesus said, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. And where's our treasure today? And this is a statement of fact. This isn't an option. For wherever your treasure is, your heart is. And that's the truth. If you've spent your life, as we all have in varying levels, and building up a better here and now, better houses, better cars, just better bank accounts, better experiences, better vacations, better fun. If that's been by far the entire focus of your life, then that's where your heart is. That's what you think about. You think about how can I just have more fun? How can I enjoy this life better? How can I make my house nicer? How can I drive in a nicer car? How can I have a bigger bank account? Where your treasure is, wherever you're putting your treasure, 
If you and I are putting our treasure today, primarily, if not entirely almost, into a better here and now, that will reflect in our heart. It's just a fact. Jesus is saying where your treasure is, there your heart will be. However, if you and I will begin today to start to, to put our treasure in other places, Melanie, if we'll begin to, to really start to have our focus a little bit more, we're not going to change overnight, but like my brother Jesse says, let's do a little bit more today. Just one thing more today. Try to find one thing today. And tomorrow you can do, Chris, where you're more concerned about the next life. Maybe you talk to somebody about Jesus today with your time. Maybe you give them a gospel tract, right? Something that talks about Jesus and why you need him. Maybe you buy somebody lunch today that you you wouldn't have because you want to bless them in, in Jesus Christ. Maybe you help feed some hungry people in India or Africa or in a, in a poor place that you know. Maybe you help a missionary who's, who's going over to serve the kingdom of God somewhere, somewhere in, a, in a hard part of the world. Who knows? But begin today to a little bit more start to store up treasures in heaven. Find places to use your time and the incredible gifts and talents you have to, to advance the word of God, the son of God, Jesus, the gospel of God, that Jesus Christ gave his life for sinful humanity, you and me. And for the kingdom of God, for heaven, begin to use your treasures, time, talents, and money a little bit more each day. Try to find places where you can be more intentional. And, and, and it's going to take a certain diligence to do this. This is not easy to do because the vast majority of us as Christians are slaves to our culture. And we are enslaved by material possessions and our desire for material possessions, our desire for physical comfort, our desire for our preference is, is, is overwhelming. And so it is going to take repentance on our part. But Jesus said, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be. If you'll begin to do this and I'll begin to do this more and more, and we'll begin to influence those in our, in our circle, in our, in, our, uh, in our Christian family, if we'll begin to do this more and more, then your heart will start to be transformed and you'll begin to care more and more about Jesus and about his kingdom and his ways and his word, the Bible. You'll care more about having a relationship with Jesus. Right, Armando? You'll want more to spend time with Jesus, Ezekiel. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be, not might be. Father, we love you, we bless you, we thank you, and we praise you today. Lord Jesus, we thank you for your word. Lord, we ask you to forgive us. Forgive me, Lord, where I have in my own life spent inordinate amounts of time, focused far more on my, my earthly treasure, 
far more on the here and now, far more on having a, a comfortable life here and now than I have in focusing on the advancement of your kingdom and of your word and of your gospel. And Lord Jesus, I, I repent and I ask you to forgive us one and all. And Holy Spirit, I ask you to begin to lead us today as we leave here, that we might begin to a little bit more, little by little, day by day, have take our focus off our earthly treasures, our earthly desires, our earthly possessions, our earthly bank accounts, our earthly fun. And Holy Spirit, I ask you to lead us and guide us and help us to use the gifts and the talents you've given us a little bit more each day for the advancement of your kingdom and the gospel of Jesus Christ. Holy Spirit, lead us and guide us and help us to use our money a little bit more each day for the advancement of the kingdom of God and the word of God and the son of God. And Holy Spirit, the, the, the hardest one for us might be, I ask you to help us to increasingly use our time, our time more and more for the advancement of the cause of Jesus Christ and less and less for our own interests, our own fun, and our own desires, Lord. Teach us to have a balance in these things, Holy Spirit. Father, I thank you that, that you have given us of our lives, and, and I thank you that it's okay that we enjoy our lives. But Father, I pray that our focus would be more and more by your grace and mercy on storing up treasures in heaven where moth and rust do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal, for, Father, above all, we know that where our treasure is, our heart will be also. And, Father, we want our heart to be on you and knowing you as our, as our Father in heaven and having intimate relationship with you and desire for you and a desire to be with you. We love you, we bless you, and we praise you, Father. We thank you for this time. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this teaching from Kingdom Discipleship. For more information about our ministry, please visit www.kingdomd.org. If you'd like to email us directly, you can reach us at contact at kingdomd.org.